began speaking this past Wednesday, for those of you who are here, and probably some of you are watching from your homes, but started speaking about examining ourselves, and I want us to go into it before we pray this evening. I hope I'll be able to go fast, but again, that, that clock over there doesn't show me time, bright time, so probably we may end up, I don't know what time. Today is Friday. Make sure you don't sleep early on Fridays, do you? <laughs> a little Tina, we tell her, go sleep, say, no, today is Friday. <laughs> so, what about Friday? <laughs> today is Friday. But then I want us to go that examine yourself. Let's go again to our scripture that you looked at uh, on Wednesday. From 2 Corinthians 13, 5, 5 to 6, the New King James Version says, Examine yourself as to whether you are in, in the faith. Test yourself. To, do you not know, that you know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? But I want us to focus right there. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. And then last Wednesday, I, I kept uh, saying that, do we really believe the words of the master? What did he say? Do we really believe this is the Pentecost season, or Shavuot, or Feast of Weeks? But do you really believe what the master said concerning the Holy Spirit? Do, uh, are we really believing that? Or can we just quote it and say it and sing it without really revelation? So then... This has a lot to do with our preparing our hearts for the will of God. When we examine ourselves, we are preparing our hearts for the will of God. The will of God has been for all his people to know him. Remember, even when you look at the scriptures, the, the will of God is for all his people to know him. When you look at the scriptures, it says in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, that God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's the desire of the Lord. All men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So it's not just being saved, but us coming to the knowledge of the truth. You see, you see what I'm saying? And, and therefore, when you're talking about examining ourselves, it's, it's preparing our hearts for the will of God. Because it's God's desire for us to know him and all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is eternal life. That's one of my favorite scriptures, and I pray it again and again, from John 17, verse 3, he says, this is eternal life, that you may know him, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom he sent. That's eternal life. We say we've received eternal life. Wonderful. We are born again. But being born again is wonderful. You die today, you're in heaven. But we have a life to live right here, and we have God's purpose to fulfill here on this earth. This is eternal life that you may know him, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom, you send, whom he sent. And therefore, examining ourselves again has a lot to do with preparing our hearts for the will of God, and the will of God has been for all people to know him. Let's go quickly to Exodus chapter 19, and some few scriptures in chapter 20. Uh, kind of like going to talk so fast so so that I can look at and finish, okay? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But then... You remember, that's, we, we see the, the giving of the law. But I want to call it the giving of the law. I'll call it the giving of the word. That God, is this, is this an English word? Rent, rent, is that so? When you rent, past tense, rent. Rent, R-E-N-D, you know, rent your hearts. Rent, is that so? Not the house rent you are thinking about. I'm talking about rent, okay? <laughs> now, rent your heart. So, past tense is rent. Is that so? Okay? Now, look at this. God rent the heavens and came down and gave his word to men. And his will was for all men to know him. Of course, he began, of course, with the nation of Israel. And they were supposed to be witnesses of other nations concerning the reality of Jehovah. So look at this. In Mount Sinai, he comes down. And look at this. All the time he's talking about all, all, all people. Because I've told you, it's being the will of God all the time for all men to know him and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 
all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. All men to know him. And then he says in the third month after verse, verse 1, after the children of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt on the same day, they came to the wilderness of Sinai, for they had departed from Revidim, had come to the wilderness of Sinai, and come to the wilderness. So Israel came there before the mountain. And Moses went up to God, and, this, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. He never wanted them to forget their redemption. That always should be all of us. You never want to forget the day you are redeemed. Or else you'll take your salvation for granted. And then he says this, And how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to what? Myself. What was all the purpose? Was God was bringing his people to himself. That's the purpose of our redemption. To come to him. That's why he can say from the scriptures, you can tell that's not just Paul writing in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. That's the Holy Spirit. That's God himself. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God has always want, he wanted his people to know him. Children, youth, men, women, doesn't matter. Not some special people. And you'll see here in a, in a, in a, in a short while. Listen, this verse brought to you, you to myself, verse 5. Now, therefore, if you'll indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to, be, to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a what? A kingdom of priests. Not a priest. A kingdom of priests. But because of back, being backslidden, you know, people started having, now you go to the priest a certain individual, and confess your sins. No, sir. God has wanted his people to come to himself, to know him. You'll be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Now look at this. Uh, verse 10. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes. You remember I told you last past Wednesday and Sunday, let's wash our clothes. And let us be what? Look at verse 11. Let us, and, and, and let them be what? Ready. Preparation. Preparation. Let them be ready for the third day. For the third day the Lord will come down unto Mount Sinai in the sight of all, of all, of all the people. Don't forget that word all, 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 A-L-L. Now, look at this then. And verse 19, when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him by, by, answered him by voice. Now then, let's go to chapter 20. We are in 19, yeah. Did I say 20? Yeah, look at this then. Let's, let's go to verse 18. I want you to pay attention to this. <clears throat> now all the people witnessed the thunderings, all the people, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar. Okay? What does that tell you? They are not ready. They are not prepared. They had been told, but they are not ready. They are not prepared. They stood afar. Look at this, what follows next. It says, then they said to Moses, you speak, you speak with us. And we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. Come on now. God could have never delivered his people from bondage to kill them. That's a misconception. That's lack of preparation. That they are not paying attention to what God wanted. Remember he had said that he wanted them to be a what? A, a kingdom of priests. All of them can enter into his presence. But they are the ones who started backing off from the beckoning of God. Is that an English word? From God's beckoning. They couldn't. They, they, started, they started backing off. And they say this, we will hear but let not God speak with us, lest we die. How come? How come? That's a backslidden spirit. A state of these people. Look at what follows next in, uh, in, in verse 20. 
And Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that what? His fear may be before you so that you may not sin. I want you to see something since I was talking about the fear of the Lord. Look at this. Look at two things that he says. He uses the same word fear, but it's different. Okay? Look at this. And Moses said to the people, do not fear. What fear is that? The fear that it drives someone away from the presence of God, that's not of God. You see, you see that. I said, if there's any profound thing I've ever had been spoken, I read the book, the, the book by, by that man. He said this, the fear of God casts out all fears or flashes out all fears. So God didn't have, want them to have all these other fears. He wanted them to have that fear, the awe of God. The reverential fear of God. The one, the fear of God draws these people to himself. Other fears remove them from God's presence. Mm. You need to shout. You need to run on a Friday evening. That is, right, right there is wonderful. Now look at this. And Moses said to the people, are you seeing that? Because I spoke for weeks about fear. Do not fear. What that, what's that fear? That's the fear that moves people out, drives people out of the presence of God and has seen nature with it. Or to eat. Or whatever is it. <laughs> okay, look at this. For God has come to test you that what? His fear. His fear may be before you so that you may not sin. What did, what did Joseph tell his brothers? He told them this when he, they came and they were fearing. He says this, I fear God. The fear of God enables us, empowers us to flee from all sin. From everything that is anti-God. And the fear of God is what draws us to God, not from God. Are you saying that scripture is self-explanatory? All right, okay, no. I'm not, I'm not teaching about the fear of God this evening. But look at verse, verse 21. So the people did what? Stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. Let's go to Psalm 103, verse 7. Right there what I've spoken, what, what you've read from the scriptures. Psalm 103, verse 7. What does it say? He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. And having seen all the miracles, they rebelled against him. But to Moses, he spoke face to face with God. What did he receive? He received the word. He received revelation. Pentecost has a lot to do with empowerment and revelation. So that you can be what? Witnesses of the majesty and the glory of God. I'm so excited here. Almost. <laughs> oh, he made known his ways to Moses. His acts to the children of Israel. Listen, all the time he had wanted to make his known, his ways be known to his people. But they said, no, 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 no. Moses, do all the work, we'll obey. Did they? They rebelled against God. Moses at some point was fed up. He told God, it's your people. God says, they are not my people. They are your people. <laughs> like, I, started, I started many years ago from Tanzania. Oh my God, that guy is preaching Swahili. You know, he had so many msamiati. So he said that uh, those people who say, Bwana wena we, and then the other answer, Awenawe P.I. You know, it's like no one wants that one. Like, <laughs> anyway, let's go over to the scripture. He revealed, listen to Psalm 103, verse 7. Listen to the New Living Translation. He says this. The New Living Translation, I really want you to see this. In, see, that's still 107, 103, verse 7, sorry. 103, verse 7. I want you to see. It's in the New Living Translation, he says something there, which is really, really good. 
He revealed his character. Him as a person. To Moses. And his deeds to the people of Israel. I like saying this. His ways produce his acts or his works. His character. Reveal his character to Moses. Do you remember when he said this? I'm long suffering, I'm loving, and on and on. You remember what he, when he said that? He revealed himself. Remember when he told, when, when uh, Miriam and Aaron, when he married an Ethiopian woman, they started saying, Oh no. You know, how come? Is it all the time that he speaks to you? Why hasn't he spoken to you? When your brother is getting married, it's him the Lord will speak to, not you, sister. <laughs> you, come on, who's getting married? Are you the one sister or brother? It's, it's who's the brother, your brother is getting married. He's the one who's supposed to hear. Not you, his sister or his brother. Let's settle it. Let's not meddle with other people's affairs. I thought you were going to agree. Amen. We agree. We don't meddle with the other people's affairs. Even if they are brothers, even if we came from the same womb. He doesn't speak to us concerning who they are going to marry. That's why you aunties, St. James, stop arranging <laughs> meetings <laughs> of nieces and nephews or and on and on to meet a certain person. Stop that. Okay, you are not the one getting married, okay? So we agree, we say what? Amen. So anyway, they started having problems over him, and they started saying, oh, did he all speak to him? Listen, he said, my servant Moses, I speak to him face to face. And if there is a prophet, I speak to him in a dream, in a vision, but not my servant Moses. He revealed his character to Moses. But his will was for the whole nation. His perfect will. But they could not take it. Now then. So when you think about Pentecost, I think about revelation of his word and empowerment. Did you see that? They started refusing right there. But what about Moses was empowered. It is God drawing his people to himself, revealing himself to them, and empowering them to be his witnesses. Do you want a scripture for that? Acts 1.8. What does it say? Acts 1.8. It says, this, for you shall receive what? The Holy Spirit. We shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What's that? Empowerment. Empowerment. And what is he coming to do? That we read the scripture in a short while. That Jesus said this, he will testify of me. Of who? Of Jesus. Not of me as a pastor, of Jesus. So you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. So this is what I'm saying. When I think about the Holy Spirit, you're thinking about revelation of his word and empowerment. It is God drawing his people to himself, revealing himself to them and empowering them to be his witnesses. He told the children of Israel, I want you to be my own special people if you obey me and keep my commandments. And what did he to do with that, those 120 who had gathered there? The Holy Spirit came upon them. The ones that had been fearful, the ones that had doubted. I told you last Wednesday, they looked up to heaven when he was taken up in, in Mount Olivet. He was taken up Mount Olive. They looked up until the angels showed up, two of them. Men of Galilee. At this juncture, you'll have problem with your necks. You're looking up, and the man has already been taken away. And that's how he was, anyway, he didn't say that, but that's the way he was helping them. <laughs> now look at this. He says, you shall receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon him. Look at John 15, 26 quickly. What I've just said there is God drawing his, his people to himself, revealing himself to them, and empowering them to be his witnesses. 
But when the helper has come, the Holy Spirit, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will do what? He will testify of me. Jesus said that. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. The empowerment is for us to be witnesses of him. Let's go back to, to, to Exodus 18 quickly. Just what I said there. And then we... 19, sorry. 19. Verse 5. <clears throat> well, let's start from verse 4. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be what? A special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. That I believe was this, to be witnesses and that other nations who didn't know God, they start realizing, wow, we want to go to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. And all nations come to the knowledge of God. Where do I find in the scripture? The seed of Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. I will bless you to be a blessing to how many nations? All nations of them. That has to be his plan. Listen, you are bigger than you know because you're in Christ. You are bigger than you know because you're in Christ. And God wants to empower you. The Holy Spirit was for the empowerment and bring revelation in your life of what Christ has done and for you to be a witness of him. That ought to happen. Those encounters. In fact, one of the, the things he says, the Bible says about the Holy Spirit in the Amplified Classic Version is that we may have divinely, divine encounters. What does it say? Let's go there to... to uh, Acts because of time I'll just have to rush through it let's go to Acts chapter 2 Amplified divinely granted encounters that's what I was looking for you shall have divinely granted encounters uh, look at this in verse, verse verse 16 let me say something here as we're going to Acts, Amplified classic version let, let me say something here Peter Remember, they are denying the Lord. He had been raised from the dead. They still looked up. They went. When they, the Holy Spirit came upon them, they spoke in tongues, but that's not all. First thing we see, Peter stands up and he speaks by revelation about what had happened. I think Peter, after he was done, he pinched himself. Is this me? Did I speak all these things? And 3,000 came to the Lord. They believe. He spoke by revelation. He started by saying, this is that. They didn't know that. You thought they did? They had read definitely, but they didn't know. They had no idea. Remember, even, even just before he's, 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 uh, he's, he ascends to heaven, they started asking him, is this the time for you that you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? I mean, they didn't know. Then they were thinking of someone like an emperor who was coming to topple over the, the Roman Empire. They just didn't know. But the moment the Holy Spirit came upon them, revelation, it dawned on them of the death, resurrection, and, and the death, burial, Resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul is the last one. The Holy Spirit, he says, I'm the least of the, the, the apostles. But when the Holy Spirit came upon him, the revelation started flowing out of him concerning what had happened as if he had been there. That's an empowerment. Who did he become? Oh, let's go. Oh, let's read this and then. Time, time, time. Praise God. Now, now look at this. They, they've already been filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and verse 12, it says this. I'm, I'm preferred version. 
And all were beside themselves with amazement and were puzzled and bewildered, saying one to another, what can this mean? But others made a joke out of it and derisively said they are simple drunk and full of sweet intoxicating wine. Some started making TikTok videos quickly. These guys are drunk. Immediately. But listen to this. But Peter, sta standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. You Jews and all you residents of Jerusalem, let this be explained to you so that you'll know and understand. Listen closely to what I have to say. Oh, this guy. <laughs> all of a sudden, you see what the Holy Ghost does? Changes you, makes you a brand new person. That which had been intimidating you does not intimidate you anymore. When you're intimidated, intimidated by anything, go back and be filled. You get filled and everything changes all of a sudden. Your perspective changes. Boldness comes upon you. Don't try to work it out in the flesh. Just make sure you're baptized afresh. Do you remember when it came to a place that they were being uh, persecuted? What did they do? They locked themselves, lifted up their hands to heaven, prayed the prayer, and what happened? The Holy Spirit came upon them again, baptized them, empowered them with the revelation, and they didn't fear anymore. They were ready to be hung. And he said, these, these men are not drunk as you imagine, for it's only the third hour, about 9 a.m. of the day. But instead, this is the beginning. This is what? The beginning. Where are we now? What do you expect? Hey, I believe with all my life, my heart, what you should expect now is more. The, you remember, you remember the wedding of the Khan of Galilee? What did he say? When, when God steps in, in a situation, everything becomes better. He said, even he said, the, 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 the what was it called? The Anna. The guy in charge of all this, he said, hey, you've kept the good wine even to the end. Usually, they give the best one, and at the end, they add some water, and people start drinking some watery stuff. <laughs> That's in the drinking spree also. If you have, not if you have, anyway. You never drank Mratina, I did. And people all get drunk, they start putting some water into it, and they kept selling the same thing. Can you imagine, I started drinking Mratina as a teenager. That was a curse of alcoholism. You also did, yeah? Oh, she's looking at me. <laughs> but, but look at this. But at the end of it, if people start getting drunk, they start pouring water. And, and drunkards will just continue drinking, and they continue drinking. You know, so they're already drunk. But this was not a drinking party. You understand that? But this is this. He says this. You've kept a good wine to the end. The beginning... Of the, the pouring of the Holy Spirit, I do believe this. God has in store for us in this generation that which they didn't even experience. Because when God steps in, the latter becomes the better all the time. It's just the beginning, and it keeps becoming better and better and better and better. If you have any trouble thinking about your future, and you have thoughts concerning your future, you're not aware, you're not sure even what is going to happen, you need to be filled again. You'll not fear anything concerning your future. If you've made all mistakes, it will be a new beginning. Because when God steps in, it becomes better. All right, now look at this then. So, I didn't want to go into all that, but let me, let me read that in verse 17 quickly. And it shall come, shall come to pass in the last days, God declares that I'll pour out my spirit upon my, all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels, and your young men shall see visions. What are those? Divinely granted appearances, and your old men shall dream divinely suggested dreams. That's an encounter. That's an appearance. That's a revelation. That's an empowerment to be witnesses. All right, so then, having said all that, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, I want us to see something here. Remember the scripture is so clear concerning us. Let's read it from the Amplified. 
Amplified Classic. Remember this. The scripture is so clear. You and I, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Is anyone here who doesn't speak in tongues? And I'll pray for you. You'll be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Anyone? So you all speak in tongues. So the Holy Spirit is in us. But there has been a limitation. Do you all agree? There's been a limitation. Let's see some of those things in a nutshell, and then we, 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 we start praying. I want you to see some of those things that can be such a, a hindrance for us experiencing the complete feeling, the revelation, the empowerment on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Before then, the scripture here I wanted to read. To emphasize that empowerment. And it should be in Acts 26. Listen to Acts 26. Quickly, then we'll, we'll go back to that Ephesians 4.30. Apostle Paul gives his testimony concerning salvation. And in verse 12, Acts 26, verse 12, he says this. That's the, the New King James Version. While thus occupied, as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, along the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me, and those who journeyed with me. And when you all had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, for you to kick against the gods. So I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus whom we are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet. For I have appeared to you. What's that? Revelation. Have you seen that? I have appeared to you for this purpose. To make you a minister and a witness. That's revelation and empowerment right there. To make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet do what? Reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Quickly, 1 Peter 2.9. First Peter 2 9. It says this. Can we read from the Amplified Classic Version, please? Listen to this. It's talking about you and I, believers in Christ. But your chosen race, you notice that? We have only one race in Christ. A royal priesthood. A dedicated nation. You remember that's exactly what he told these people in that Exodus chapter 19. God's own purchased special people. You know, people on, when people say like, you, you know, oh, Professor, did you, she thinks she's so special. I said, yeah, I, I, I think so. I found in the scriptures I'm special. You usually say, say that I'm special in the field that's humility. I say I found that actually I'm special yeah I am. Yeah I mean special I'm special to God. Okay so you know how to answer to people. Why do you think I'm so special? I, I am I am because God says he's purchased me. I'm a special person. Special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds. You may do what? Set forth the wonderful deeds and display. What's that? You remember so many scriptures that you've read? Even he's made known, he made known his ways to Moses and his acts. That's a display. We know him so that we can display the virtues and perfection of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And you still are quiet. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Let's go to the Passion translation of the same scripture. But you are God's chosen treasure. 
You're still glued on that chair. After God saying this, God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation, set apart as God's devoted people. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. Yeah. Woo! Yeah! He did this so that you would what? Yeah! Martin Broadcasting Corporation. You understand that? You, wherever you go, you're Broadcasting Corporation. And he said this, this did this to you that you would broadcast his glorious wonders where? Throughout the world. Woo! Oh, that's wonderful. That's God. I mean, sometimes you've listened to so many lies of the devil. That even when you call before the Lord, he wonders, oh God, I'm not worthy. I mean, who wonders? Do you, did you read? My, who, <laughs> do you read what I say? And, and I've listened to many messages of Charles Cups. Uh, he went to be with the Lord several years ago. But he says this. He says, I was so much in debt. He says this, that I couldn't pay attention. That's exactly what he said. I said, that's how much I was in debt. And he said this then. Then God started revealing his word to me and he tells me, confess my word. And he said this. I started saying, God supplies all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ. Jesus, I'm blessed and I'm the head of then God. Then he said, Lord, I feel like I'm lying. <laughs> he said, I felt that. I felt like I was lying. God, I feel like lying. Then the Lord told him this, son, how can you lie saying what I have said about you? That is so easy to quote the words of the devil, even for believers, than quoting the living word of God, what he says concerning him. Broadcasting his glorious wonders throughout the world. Ephesians 4, 4 quickly, and then you start to get yourself ready to pray. Ephesians 4.30, the Amplified Classic Version. I do believe this, and even in praying and praying for you and praying for myself and preparing for this meeting. The big part that we are not seeing, among other things, that only the Lord can reveal to you, we're not seeing as much as we should, was grieving the Holy Spirit. He's come to help us, He's our helper, he's our advocate, he's our comforter, he's our strengthener, but we grieve him a lot. We ignore him. Sometimes we can sing about him, but we really don't give him his rightful place in our lives. Sometimes we've just reduced him to speaking in tongues a little bit. Want us to unclog our lives this evening. Remember, his name is Holy. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden him. Sometimes you're walking around with a grieved heart, but actually it's because the Holy Spirit has been grieved in us. Because remember, you're created in his image and in his likeness. We are going to take this time. It's part of preparation. Remember, remember examining ourselves is part of preparation. And I want us to take some time this evening again to examine ourselves and let the Holy Spirit shine his light. God shine his light in our hearts where we have been grieving him. What is that? We're getting ready. It's a season. We may have divinely granted encounters. Right here, a few of us gathering this evening and change our lives forever. And change our lives forever. Not as a cliche. I'm talking about that. It's revelation of him and the empowerment upon your life that you leave this place you came in and the way you came in you walk out of this place a changed man and you know there's a night that the Lord
that visited me and my life changed. I believe we have to unclog our lives from how many times we've grieved him. And, and by whom you are sealed, marked, branded as God's own, secured for the day of redemption and final de deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. And we saw the other time, but I, I don't want, let's go over there. Anyway, I'll go. Let me know, say I don't want. Let's go there. Verse that one. Now look at this, some of those. Listen to this. He's just been talking about do not what? Grieve, sudden, vex, the Holy Spirit. But then he says this, let all bitterness. Remember, it's, it's God is so serious about every sin. But do you remember also about bitterness? We see that so much in the book of Hebrews. And indignation, and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, and resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention. That means that also includes being uh, responding online incognito. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I oh man, you, you can look at uh, uh, maybe at, at something that has been posted. Like I looked at one, one of it of uh, uh, that man that in Mombasa County that I've, I've, you know, I've gone several times and I have relatives living there, my brother, um, my brothers, my sister, living in Mombasa, and you hear about their, uh, his generosity. You understand that? So, so I think there's been some talk here and there, and then I, I checked out. I think he said <laughs> he's removing even some of those sculptures, you know, he'd put in roundabouts and they'll go to Kilifi, you know, such, because of some issues with the, the county government. I don't know the issues, I don't know, you know, that's in the news. But then you see the comments of people. There are some of them were incognito. Yeah? Maybe FC member and his victory. Oh, no, just, just, just. <laughs> but incognito, just the way they respond and attack each other. And they say, there's one who said, he said that, who said like, ah, if he's given, he shouldn't be taking away that which is already given. And then one, one, one responded, you are like, you are like, you've swallowed concrete. No, you, <laughs> you've swallowed cement and sand, and what is coming out of you is concrete. <laughs> Bad temper, resentment, bitterness, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, and slander, evil speaking, abusive and blasphemous language. Be banished from you with all malice, spite, ill will, or baseness of any kind. And it goes, and become what? Useful. That's a revelation right there. And helpful. And kind to another. Tender-hearted, compassionate. Are you seeing now the fruit of the Spirit now following? All the others were the works of the flesh. And it says, loving-hearted, forgiving one another, really and freely, as God in Christ forgave you. Can I hear you, amen? He's holy. I want us to humble ourselves this evening in prayer. And we open our hearts before him to show us area in our lives that we have grieved him. We have grieved his spirit and confess sins into repentance. Let me say it again. I want us to, he's holy. I want us to humble ourselves in prayer and that we open our hearts before him this evening to show us areas in our lives that we have grieved him and confess sins in true repentance and be ready for him. Be ready for him. If you want to go somewhere in a corner right around here and just want to take that time and just be opening and praying and listening to the Lord, want his presence just to, he's already, his presence has been here. See, we began, I could tell his presence but listen to this, he wants to do a work in our hearts. I remind you, the Lord told me this. Now that you have learned how to enter into my presence, I want you to learn how to dwell. Dwelling has a lot to do with us opening our hearts to him. For him to fill us. 
Amen. The Holy Spirit is in us. And we can experience his presence, his love, his compassion, and divinely granted appearances unless we open our hearts in true repentance. So I want us to stand up on your, to stand on your feet, up on your feet, please. Hallelujah. If you want to kneel, that's fine. You go alone in, your, in his presence. But really lift up your hands to him and let me make a prayer and then we, we, you'll be free to move around if you want to kneel by your seat, that's fine. But I hope it's clear, the assignment. Is, is that clear? Does anyone need clarity? Because I don't want to, I don't want to come here and tell you, and you are, what did he say? What are you going to do? Anyone need any clarity or concerning what you're doing? This is the point here. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Is if any there are any people that are limiting the Holy Spirit, it's us, not Him. So I want us to open our hearts again. There are things that grieves grieve Him, and I want us to open our hearts to Him in true repentance and, and let Him do it. Don't don't think it. I, I can I can I can get into prayer and I Lord I lift up my heart to You. I humble myself to You. Lord, I open my heart. Areas that have give, grieved your spirit, I want you to help me. Remember one of the things was this, disobedience. Disobedience. That gives the Holy Spirit. Just open your heart and let him do the work. We leave this place and we come back on Sunday. And what about those who are not here? They are covered. Go and pray for, for them. We are a portion over here of the body. We're going to pray for them too. We come on Sunday and we are just ready for the Lord has in store for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord is so clear in your word. You've desired for us to know you. you intimately. You've given us your spirit, your Holy Spirit to indwell these vessels of clay. But we've seen clearly in your word, we've grieved him many times. And we come in true humility, confessing our sins, seeking true repentance, Father, that may no longer grieve your spirit and that you may receive revelations concerning the functioning of the kingdom of God in our lives. Holy Spirit of God do the work in us. Forgive us for many times we've grieved you, we've vexed you, we've saddened you, we've disobeyed you, we've disobeyed the Father, disobeyed the Master Jesus. Give us and thank you for the precious blood in this house this evening. Just be free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to Matthew. Thank you, Lord. Just a moment over here. Come on now. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Lord. This is uh, John the Baptist giving a testimony concerning Jesus. So there's one coming, and he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's in a, come on now, it's, it's over here. That's 3.11, Matthew 3.11, thought it was 8.11. And it says this, uh, of course you're asking him, look at what follows. Uh, here is, is so many Pharisees in verse 7. 
And Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. It's the bearing fruit that is so critical, part of repentance. Do not think to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And I like, I like Matthew 15, 13, I say in every tree that the father, the father has not planted in me, I put it. And look at verse 11, I indeed baptize with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. I believe that fire. Look at this. When you are dealing with God and you look at all the scriptures, dealing with God and anyone that had revelation of God, is a consuming fire. And I believe that we need to throw ourselves right in there in his presence and let him do all the work he wants to do in our hearts and remove everything that has caused us to be lukewarm. Lukewarmness grieves the Holy Spirit. Lukewarmness saddens the Holy Spirit. Everything. And I experienced some aspect of fire this evening as I prayed. As I prayed. Anyone? Any, any, any experience? Mary, you did. I experienced another an aspect of fire. I don't know if this will say something to you. It will bring any understanding. There is an aspect of maybe it's not for everyone, but let me say it. There's an aspect which is called hardening of the body. Anyone who's ever had that? You can harden your body. Let me give you an example of it. We, we watched a, well, some weeks ago of Eliud Kipchoge. And what they will do, he'll put in a, in a, in a, in a barrel, I think to this level on his knees up that side, maybe near his thighs, in, a, in ice cubes. And the amazing thing that they said about him, Eliud Kipchoge takes those things, even pain, with a smile. But what is that doing? That's hardening. You can endure hardship. And then, so I, I started doing some things just to harden the body. <laughs> can I give another one? You who like, uh, who like uh, bathing in hot water. You can start hardening it. Oh, let me say this. Let me, let me see an, an aspect of it. I would feel cold my, my, my feet without, uh, without socks in the house. Even a home day, I'll still have my socks. Now, if you remove, see me removing socks, then it will be just, it's really warm. But you know, I started practicing. I started realizing I'm not going to take this weakness. I started removing socks in the house. I don't think Tina has noticed this. But I remove socks, and it's amazing. Even if I wake up early in the morning, I'll be in my study with no socks, and I don't cover myself. And I started realizing, I tell, in fact, I said, body, you know, you are smart. You know what to do. And I realized at some point, my toes started becoming warm without covering myself. That's a hardening, my body. Now look at this. You have to put it under some fire. And I believe what you need to do is, in your time of prayer, stay long in his presence. And when you that conviction comes upon you, don't even try to come out of it. Stay right there in his presence. He will burn things in our lives that have been hindering us from experiencing his glory. Does that say something to you? To some probably hardening yourself is get into a cold shower for some few minutes. You won't die. Some of you are looking at me as if you are going to die. You won't die 
for sure. <laughs> the cold water for some few minutes and, and the boy said, yeah, that's fine. Thank you. You woke me up. Anyway, it's not for everyone, but it's, it's, it's really doing something. But let me talk about the spirit part. Just pursue. Pursue. Stay right there in the fire. You see, if it's in the, you'll be baptized in the Holy Ghost on fire. There's no, there's no, there's no lukewarmness there. It's a fire of the Holy Ghost. And I believe it will consume some things in our lives. And we'll come out like pure gold. What is that? Divine. What is that? We can be used by the master. Because you've opened our hearts to him. Let's lift our hands to him and make some prayers. Unless someone you've heard from the Lord, you want to share with us something that maybe you've heard from the Lord and you want to share with us. You have? Okay, good. Come, be coming over here. Let us share and then I'll, I'll, I'll pray. After that, yes, Lucy. Praise the Lord. As we were praying, I saw like a river and that river had variety of colors and that was a symbol of God cleansing us the things that pastor was talking about bitterness you know going to the presence of the Lord we do not need to go with hang-ups and then after that I saw a beautiful feet somewhere in the Bible it talks about uh, how beautiful are the feet of them that bring good news yeah, and so the Lord is beautifying our feet, taking us into places that we have never been before to be able to declare the gospel, to declare supernatural stuff. And then after that, I saw, and I could feel it even as we were praying, there was an ascension, yeah, uh, that is Psalms 91, dwelling there. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, you know, Patsy was talking about the dwelling. Again, the dwelling, you don't go with bitterness. You don't go with heaviness. You don't go with, uh, with hang-ups. And then again, uh, I was given uh, Psalms 24. Psalms 24. I'm just giving uh, points. As you go to Psalm 24, let me read uh Psalm 15, what you've seen over the ascension. Verse 1 says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle, who may dwell in your holy hill. He walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend. In whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own heart and does not change, who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. Amen. When you said that, I remember the, the script in Psalm 15. Go ahead. Yes, so Psalms 24, and I'll read from verse, from verse 3. Oops. Go ahead, it's there. Okay. Who may ascend into the hill of ascend. the Lord? Okay. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Or who may stand in his holy place. Let's continue. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. That is what his God is looking for. Purity and cleanness of hands. And I believe he's already dealt with us. But there's a part of us that needs to, you know, it needs punching on a daily basis. Uh, That's a good word right there. Punching. Yeah. Punching on mm -hmm. a daily yeah. basis. Mm -hmm. Every now and again, being conscious, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you know, guarding your heart so that you are, your antenna is so high and connected to God, hands and hearts, especially the heart. God is so much in, interested. What is the state of your heart in spite of what you are going through? Is it a difficult situation? Is it a good situation? Wherever you are, are you high? A pure heart. He who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. Idolatry is the, the, uh, replacing God with something else. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's what idolatry is. 
blessing God with something else. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the this is Jacob, the generation of them who seek him, who seek your faith, Selah. Lift up your heads, all you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Yeah. He shall come into your, into your heart. He shall come into our hearts. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, all you gates. Lift, lift up you everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Yeah, may we allow the King of Glory to come in and punch us and just be used of him. Yeah, there's so much in store that God wants to do with us. God bless us. Don't go, I want you to pray. Andrew, that's good. Any, anyone? Something that you want to show us? All right, go ahead and pray, Lucy. Thank you, Father. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, yes, we do. We bless you. Yes, we do. Thank we you, lift Father. your name up, O oh God. Yes, we do. Thank you, Father. Our soul longs for you, O oh yes, God. Our souls are thirsty for you, O oh God. In these desperate times, O God, perilous days, O God, unpredictable days, O God, that, Lord, you'll be able to flood our hearts, O God, with the rain of the Holy Spirit, O God, that you'll stir us up, O God. You will interrupt us, O God. You will invade our prayer lives, O God. We'll be submitted to you, O God. We'll be obedient to you, O Father to the heavenly call, O oh God, to your will, O oh Father. Visit us, O oh God, in our dreams. Visit us in our prayer uh, early in the morning. Visit us, O oh God. Flood us, O oh God. Fill us with your spirit once again, O oh God. Lord, that the King of glory may come in, O oh God, and do his work, O oh Father. Lord, we thank you for tonight, O oh God, and I pray that you'll begin doing a new thing in our hearts, O oh God. Turn our hearts, O oh God, to you, O oh God. We are desperate for you, O oh God. Be glorified, be magnified, O oh God, because we ask this and we believe that you're doing a new thing in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for the work of your spirit this evening. Whilst we've gathered in this house, we pray, Father, as we come tomorrow and come into Sunday service in repentance and humility before you. We want a fresh in feeling. We desire divine encounters we desire the baptism fresh of the Holy Spirit and fire we desire that fire the zeal of thine house to consume us passion passion for you passion to be to be witnesses for souls we desire this, Lord. But we ask you for, you said if though you being evil, talking to evil fathers, you said natural, evil people, know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more of you and we ask you for the Holy Spirit. We're asking you for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit upon our lives, upon every person you've called into this church. And even as we gather this Sunday, Father, thank you for the children. Thank you for the youth. Thank you for men and women. Thank you for the fire of your spirit in this house. Drawing your people to yourself. Drawing hearts to you, Father. That there may be no lukewarmness at all. We refuse lukewarmness and we ask you for the Holy Spirit and fire. Thank you. Because you are faithful. Thank you. Because you change not. Thank you. 
that refine us, Father, in our hearts. We praise you, Father. And we give our offerings to you this evening with the faith. Offer it to our high priest, Jesus, the high priest of our confession. Our God is the one who gives us power to get wealth. We lift up our gifts to him in honor, in reverence, in praise, in expectation for the fulfillment of his word. This pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto our bosom. Father, thank you for families represented here. Speak your blessing over them. In Jesus' name, amen.